Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. He's always faithful, always good. And I just know this, when you yield yourself and obey uh, to... Um, what somebody's asking that the Lord has put over us in the, in the church, that there's blessing attached to it. Amen. That doesn't bother me at all that pastor gets up and share, shares those things because I've learned the power in obedience. I've learned the, the blessing that comes with obedience. Amen. And, and, it, and it, it's just good to have opportunities to put your flesh under. I said it's good to have opportunities to put your flesh under. When your flesh is squirming when something's being said like that, that you know that's the Holy Ghost. That's a good way to know it's the Holy Ghost because it's causing your flesh to squirm. That's not your spirit man squirming, right? That's your flesh that's, I don't know, I don't like when he talks, I don't need, you know, well, I like I'm comfortable on the third or fourth row. Or, you know what? Man, let's throw away comfort. If the Lord's coming back for a church that's ready to be uncomfortable, and if you are uncomfortable on the second row, great news. You've got a comforter that's come to abide on the inside that can comfort you all service and all the whole time during the message, amen. you got a comforter that'll just be there comforting you, saying, you know what, it's good. It's, you're being faithful, amen, so it's a good, good thing, amen. I'm going to talk a little bit tonight about faithfulness. Woo, hallelujah. You know, um, we've been, uh, talk, last couple times I've spoken and talked about honor. And um, I think the time before that I talked about endurance. And God's just having me on these, like, on these uh, great conference topics. You know what I mean? I mean, conference topics, you know, come to faithfulness conference. You, you don't see conferences with that name very much, you know. It's always like Ignite or, or Rise Up or, you know, uh, Encounter and all these great things. And, but you don't see, like, Patience Conference. You don't see faithfulness conference come and you know maybe we should have some conferences like that but even if you wanted to speak about those things that probably wouldn't be a great title because people wouldn't come but but uh but how many you know all the all the word is is good for instruction and for correction and admonition amen and so we don't want we don't want just the candy subjects of the word amen we don't want just the the um not not that part of the word is candy you know it's all good it's all meat amen it's all milk and meat but we don't want just things that excite our flesh amen we want the things that stir down deeper on the inside that causes us to rise up and to have opportunities to be like Jesus I said this a couple weeks ago you know we we cry out in song services like this Lord I'll go where you want me to go I'll do what you want me to do make me more like you you know I I, I consecrate myself to you and and we want it to almost happen in this like beautiful uh, moment uh, of experience with God where he just comes down and he lays his hands upon us and he says be thou made more like me and you walk away saying oh the glory is upon me and I've been made more like my savior and you go out into your work day and lay hands on the sick and they recover and and, and that would be neat right I mean um, that would be cool but most of the time when we're crying out Lord I'll go I'll do make me more like you then he actually gives you opportunities to go to do and to be more like him. Well, what, what does the Lord look like? What did Jesus look like? He looked like a king that came to serve. 
I said he looked like a king that came to serve. Amen. He didn't come. The, the, the Bible says that the son of man, Jesus said this about himself. The son of man didn't come to be served, but to serve. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that 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 was that was reigning and is reigning and will forever reign. He did not come to be served. He didn't come to set up a kingdom so that we would serve Him. He came and served. Amen. And like the song we were singing about to, uh, tonight, Jesus, we love you. And then and then it says our affection and our devotion poured out on the feet of Jesus. What does that mean? It's a depiction of the of the uh, uh, of Mary who who had the 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 perfume that. that that was worth a year's wages, and and she came and she poured out uh, upon the, upon the feet of Jesus the the perfume perfume that was worth a year's. It was costly. It was costly for her to take that and to pour it out. And and Judas was like that should have been sold and, and, and given to the poor. But but Jesus said no, leave her alone because what she does tonight will be talk, will be talked about for for all of eternity. Because there's something about serving. There's something about laying your life down. There's something about sacrificing. And giving up what's costly to the Lord, that that it uh, pronounces the glory of the Lord. It, it declares the glory of the Lord. Come on, it's not always e it's not always easy to show up on time. It's not always easy to to get dressed and to put on your makeup, ladies, or or shave your face and and, and get up early and get the kids fixed and ready. It's not always easy, but there's something. Sometimes uh, you have you you get the kids ready and they're ready to go, and then right before you walk out the door, there's an explosion. You know what I'm talking about? Ever had one of those days? And you're like, are you serious? We just, oh, we're going to be. Uh. And then you clean them up and get them redressed. And then, boom, it happens again. And you're like, I, no, no, no. I know this is the devil. And, 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 and But you do it again. What, what are you doing? You're, you're pouring out your perfume upon the Lord Jesus' feet. Come on, you're pouring out the perfume, glory to God, upon the Lord Jesus' feet. You're laying your life down. Not that kind of perfume. I see some of y'all snickering. That's not the perfume. The life lived is the perfume. Get your minds out of the gutter. Hallelujah. You're not, you're not pouring out what was in the diaper out. You're, you're, you're pouring out with your, your heart. Amen. You're pouring out your life. You're giving of your time. And there's something, <coughs> excuse me, that, that is powerful about doing that for the Lord. It's, it's, it, there's opportunities. Like Doug was saying, there's opportunities to give of finances. There's, how many know there's opportunities to give of your time? There's opportunities to give of your energy. There's opportunities to to give a, a, of your of your of your uh, 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 your time with people. There's there, there's so many opportunities in the kingdom because it's a kingdom that is set up on us serving one another, and by, by serving one another, we're serving the Lord. Hallelujah! The Lord Jesus Himself didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so it's something special. And, and, and can I just talk to parents for a second? It's a powerful example for your kids to see you putting service above other things. Come on, I'm telling you from experience because I, I sat uh, uh, in, this, in this church as a child. I, I came up in this church and I saw my parents sacrifice and get here early and stay late and be the ones that helped put the chairs away and the ones that would help clean the tables up and, and the ones that would, 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 would uh, uh, come to prayer even when it was on Saturday night during football season. And we were like, Pastor, what are you doing? But, 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 but we believe you might be hearing from God, so we're going to try it out with you. 
and, and so we'd come, amen, and, and, and we'd spend that hour praying. Or whatever it was, I saw my parents living it out in front of me. I saw them putting God first. Hallelujah. Because just because you say you put God first, how I many you know that doesn't necessarily mean anything? People and children especially need to see you put God first. And can I talk to the ones that don't have children? You are still an example to the children in this church, and they still look at you, and they still see you. I remember being a kid, and I remember looking at Brother Doug and admiring the fact that he served God. Come on, I knew he was old. I knew he said a lot of crazy things and, and, and all that, And I was, but, but I remember looking at him and saying, man, that man is faithful. There's something about it. I didn't know the words to put into it, but I knew that I was attracted to what he had had in his life. Come on, I was a kid. I didn't know what to say. I didn't, couldn't go and say, Brother Doug, I really appreciate your faithfulness. No, I didn't have that going on, but I appreciate it. And I remember, I remember saying, man, if I could just grow up and, and, be, and be faithful like that. I remember thinking, like, I need, there's something about him I need, I need to emulate. And as a kid, I was thinking those things. His example spoke to me. And many others of you, amen, that were here during that time. But what I'm saying, I'm just telling you that because, because God is using you to, to, to raise up a generation behind you. And they need your example to see your faithfulness. To see you living out what you believe. Seeing you walking out what, what God has called you to walk out. And they will be inspired and raised up you want kids to to raise up to be raised up in this church and not leave out let them see you live the gospel let you let them see you live faithfulness out let them see you love the lord with all of your heart let them see you worship and let them see you serve hey let them see you give in sacrificial ways of your time and of your energy and of your life come on that will inspire because it imparts things see the things that we do for the lord they're not just natural things we're not in a natural organization with, with nat come on, that's not, what, that's not what we're a part of. Hallelujah, you're part of a supernatural kingdom. And the very things that you do to serve the Lord that sometimes look so very natural, they actually have a supernatural impact that actually goes out and plants seeds on the inside of other people. Seeds of faithfulness. Seeds of God's goodness, seeds of God's mercy, seeds of God's love, seeds of God's power. Those things are planted in the lives of people as you serve the Lord. Amen. As you serve him with gladness, as you serve him with a heart that's full of faithfulness and full of, full of goodness. Come on. You're imparting into the, into the next generation. You're imparting into your brothers and sisters. Come on. Has anyone ever been inspired by somebody else in this church? Just lift your hand. Come on. You've been inspired and stirred. Look, at, look let's just lift our hands up and let's look around you that's somebody saying I've been inspired by somebody else amen I've been inspired to go after God in a greater measure because of somebody else's example well that's not by accident that's a that is a a, a supernatural transaction that happens out of the gift uh, out of the, the the response of faithfulness to God's goodness amen and it's good to be faithful Let's turn over, um, I was going to start and just say some things about God's faithfulness and then kind of bait and switch you to talking about our faithfulness, but um, we know God's faithful, amen? Did you know we're made in his image and his likeness? Turn over to Ephesians chapter 5 real, real fast. We were here till 945 last Sunday night, so I'll try to get us out by 940. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just kidding. Everyone relax. Um, 
But, you know, when there's miracles happening, God's moving, it's worth staying till whenever the Lord needs us to, right? When people's lives are being changed, who cares what time it is? But we don't want to just stay and listen to me drone on. So, amen. Uh, chapter 5, verse 1, it says, uh, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Come on, we have been called to be imitators of our Father. And one of the things about the Father that we love so much is that he's faithful. Woo! Let, let me read this one scripture because I, I like it a lot. Um, over in um, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and, and verse 13, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it to you. It says, if we are faithless, anyone ever found themselves faithless? It says, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. <laughs> oh man, God's got the, 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 the trump card. He can't, he can't be anything but faithful because he can't deny himself. Amen. So even in the times and the moments where we find ourselves faithless, God is still faithful. And isn't that something we love to celebrate, God's faithfulness? Man, we sing about it. You are faithful in all of your ways. You are faithful in all of your ways. We love to sing and celebrate God's faithfulness because it's worthy of celebrating. It's worthy of, of, of honor. It's worth. His faithfulness, amen, is why we're here tonight. His faithfulness is why uh, we've been delivered. His faithfulness is why we have what we have. It's because of his faithfulness to us when we were faithless, amen. When we, weren't, when we couldn't offer him anything, glory to God. He offered up his son freely, glory to God. And through his faithfulness, sent his son and rescued us. This Jesus, like I, uh, I said this morning, Jesus was the lamb of God slain before the foundations of the earth. God's faithfulness was at work before you even showed up on the scene. Woo! God's faithful. Hallelujah. I said God's faithful. Oh man, I found myself in a mess before, but God's faithfulness delivered me out. Hallelujah. I found myself, but that I got myself in a mess. Amen. But then God's faithfulness delivered me out. Hallelujah. Sometimes you find yourself in a mess. Sometimes you put yourself in a mess. Hallelujah. But God's faithfulness either way will deliver you out. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's your fault that you're going through some issues. Sometimes it's somebody else's fault, but it doesn't matter matter whose fault it is, if you'll deliver it over to the Lord, cast your care on him, his faithfulness will deliver you out. Mm, hallelujah. I love his faithfulness. But we've been created in his image, in his likeness. That means you're faithful. I said, oh, no, well, nobody really was excited about that. I said, that means you're faithful. If you're called to imitate God, we're not called to imitate him because we're something he's not. We're called uh, uh, to, to imitate him because we are like him, because we've been created like him. When he had an opportunity to recreate the, the man on the inside, glory to God, the real you, the spirit, do you think he created like half, half what it could be? No, God had an opportunity to do that, and he did it well. Amen. And there is faithfulness that's on the inside of each and every one of us that's there. You know, it's like the love of God has been shed abroad on the inside of our hearts. It's already there. Sometimes you're not looking too lovely. Sometimes you're not acting too lovely. Sometimes you're not treating somebody that lovely. But the fact remains that the love of God has been shed abroad on the inside of you. And if you'll learn to deny the, the, the flesh and yield to the spirit, then the love of God will bubble up and bubble out. And you'll begin to look like what you say you want to look like. 
but you got to deny the flesh. Well, the same thing is so with faithfulness. There's faithfulness that's on the inside of you because it's your nature. It's been put in you because the nature of God has been put in you. And you it's actually who you are to be faithful. But you have to deny the flesh and yield to the faithfulness that's on the inside of you. Glory to God. And let it bubble up and come out and begin to change your habits, change your thinking, change your priorities. Say, change my priorities, God. Come on, say it. Change my priorities, God. Come on, we sing about it. Sometimes we need our priorities shifted and changed because we're because faithfulness is not able to bubble up or bubble out because we've scheduled faithfulness out. Hallelujah. Well, I would be fa- oh, I would be so faithful to the choir if I didn't have this and this going on. I just can't make the practice. I've heard that a bunch of times. One day I'm going to be singing in that choir. Five years later, one day I'm going to be singing in that choir. I hope so. What am I supposed to say? But I hope so. But, but they've scheduled faithfulness out of their lives. And it takes sacrifice. Come on, in any department, in any place that God has put you in, in any, any uh, uh, endeavor, whether it's to start a business or, or whether it's to, to, to raise a family, or it's to whatever God has call, called you to and, and what he's called you to in the church. All of it takes sacrifice. And, you know, I, I find it interesting that, that a lot of times in life we, we're willing to sacrifice to lose weight. Or to, or to uh, 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 re- put money away for retirement. Like we're willing to, to work extra, to put in a little extra time, to get up a little extra early, to uh, uh, put in some, some extra effort to accomplish a temporary goal. And we understand that it takes sacrifice to get those things. I mean, that's common knowledge. No one says, hey, if you want to retire, just spend everything you make every week. And just, you know, go hog wild if you want. If you want to spend, you know, $50 a week on lotto tickets, go for it. Because this is, I'm telling you, this is a surefire way to retire. Just, just, just spend and do whatever you want to. No one, no one, no one thinks that. That's not a com- that's not common uh, uh, thought process. No, it's common to say if you want to retire, you're going to have to sacrifice for today for tomorrow, right? You're going to have to sacrifice if you want to lose weight. If you want to be a little bit trimmer, amen. So, sometimes I want to be trimmed. Sometimes I want the donut. Let's just be honest. <laughs> One week I want to be trim. The next week I want the donut. But. But we all know that if you want to, if you want to be trimmed, there's some sacrifice involved. Come on now. There's, to be quite honest, there's sacrifice for me to stay looking like I'm looking. Yeah, I know. Y'all should rejoice that you don't have to do what I got to do. Amen. But I got to run a bunch of times during the week. I got to work out a bunch of times a week to stay in the shape that I am because I want to, I want to steward my body. I want to maintain my temple. Amen. And there's sacrifice that's involved with that. Well, we, we're totally fine with that, that in the natural side of things. But then when somebody starts act, asking you to sacrifice for the things of God, we get a little put out and act like, wait, 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 wait. I'm just trying to enjoy the blessing here. But didn't you know that you were called to be in part of a kingdom? Come on, there's donuts in the kingdom, but there's also some running, amen. Hallelujah, there's, do- there's plenty of donuts to feed on, amen. But there's also some running, amen. I, I-, I know Josh has run a marathon before, and-, and that was a goal that he had in mind. It was a goal and something he wanted to achieve, am I correct? Or did Diane make you do it? Oh, okay, you wanted to. 
Uh, sometimes we go along with what our wives wants to do. Amen. It wasn't really our goal, but we, we were faithful partners. Amen. So just making sure it was something you want to do. Uh, um, you know, uh, he wanted to do that. Well, did you just eat donuts every day and relax with your feet up and sit on the comfortable chair and enjoy life every day? No, you started moving towards that. Five miles, six miles, seven miles, 13 miles. And, and I remember him telling me about as he was preparing for it. On Saturday, you'd run, what, about 14, 15 miles or something? Something way more than I ever want to experience. <laughs> because there was a goal in mind and there was sacrifice that had, had to be uh, 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 laid down. There had to be things to be, that were laid down to accomplish the goal, Right? Well, in the same way, the kingdom of God, there's things that we want to accomplish. There are things that God is wanting us to move into. There are things, come on, there's things that were okay for last season that aren't okay for this season. Hallelujah, because with different, if, if, it's, if it's running season, then the things that you were doing on the off season, are, uh, you can't continue to do those things. Come on, anyone ever played sports? And when you get into football season, there is training that is involved and there is ways of eating and the ways of waking up and going to bed that you have to do in order, because you're in the season that's called football season and you can't act like it's off season. You have to act like it's football season. Well, we're in a season of God that, that is, is uh, required Requiring us to, to push a little more than we've had in times past. Amen. We're in a season of God where God is wanting to move and to do and to speak and to flow. Amen. And, it, and he's looking for some, some folks, amen, that would, would, would be willing to sacrifice and lay some things aside and lay some things down and lay some things at his feet, pour some things out on the feet of Jesus, uh, lay those things down and, and, and sacrifice a little because, because of the goal that's, that's at hand. What did Paul say? He said, I lay aside... I lay aside. He said, I don't, I don't, I don't box like someone beating the air, but I, I, I buffet my body. What's he talking about? He's talking about I'm sacrificing so that I can accomplish the goal, the thing that God is, is calling me to. But it requires faithfulness to accomplish those things. Because if I'm trying to, to accomplish a goal, if I'm trying to run a marathon, or if I'm trying to, to, to lift a certain weight, or I'm trying to lose a certain amount of weight, how many of you know if you go one week going hard, and then the next week you take totally off, and then the next week you go, you're back and forth, you're never going to accomplish that thing. Right? You're back and forth. You need faithfulness. Right? And, 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 and so we, we, we applaud and celebrate faithfulness in those kinds of natural arenas. Man, look at the effort that they put in. Man, oh, I knew it took a long time. I knew it took training. I knew it took sacrifice. And, and, and man, that's awesome. You did it. Amen. But what about when someone is serving the Lord? Are we celebrating faithfulness in, in our brothers and sisters who are taking the time to, to be here early, to, to stay late, to put in the extra time, to serve others? Amen. Are, are, we, are we apt to celebrate faithfulness? In, in, the, in the arena of the kingdom of God as we are in the arena of the natural. Come on, because uh, faithfulness in the kingdom of God. See, Paul said that, that natural exercise profits a little. Aren't you glad? It profits a little. Amen. But, but godliness profits for all eternity. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's eternal things that we're going after. Amen. And, and, and we want to be faith. We want to be more faithful. Can I just be real honest? We want to be more faithful to the eternal things than we are to the natural. 
If you, have, if you have to choose between uh, 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 being faithful to the natural or being faithful to the eternal, the, for, according to the word of God, it would be better to choose to be faithful to the eternal and to lay aside the natural for a temporary time. Maybe God will allow you to pick that back up later. I don't know. That's between you and him. But what we do know is that we've got to be faithful to the, to the reality of what God's trying to do. Come on, it's not okay to, to begin to say, I will do what you want to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll serve you, God. I love you. I call you Lord of my life. But when it comes to inconvenience, uh, inconveniencing me, I would rather not. That's not okay. That's not actually being like Christ. Does anyone disagree? <laughs> and, and I'm not, this is not a condemnation thing. It's just an exhortation that if we want to live out and represent Christ, if we want to change the generation that's under us, if we want to live these things uh, out, we have to put some faithfulness into the mix. We got to add to ourselves faithfulness. Amen. You know, Peter said to add to your faith and he listed a bunch of things. Well, one of the things we have to add is faithfulness. Hallelujah. I know y'all don't want to shout about it, but that's okay. I'm still going to preach it. Hallelujah. You know, we got to value it because God values it. I mean, I can't be any more, any more plain than that. We have to learn to value what God values. We have to learn to prioritize what God prioritizes. We, we can't live life prioritizing and valuing things that, that God's not valuing and, and prioritizing and then claim to be living full-hearted after him. You know, turn over to Second uh, Chronicle, Chronicles, Chronicles, something, Second Chronicles. See, if y'all amen, I'll go quicker, and then we can get out of here quicker. So, Second uh, Chronicles chapter 16, that would help, wouldn't it? In uh, verse 9, I just like this because it shows uh, God's heart. It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Whoo, man, if God's looking for something. To and fro, it says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. I like what the, the New Living Translation says. It says the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those who heart, whose hearts are fully committed to him. Woo, God, that means God's looking back and forth across the whole planet, looking to strengthen. Woo, he's look, man, God is good. God is faithful. God is good in all his ways. He's faithful and he's looking. He's looking for ones that he would be able to strengthen and to give uh, uh, his strength and his power to. But the one thing he's looking for is ones that have hearts that are fully committed. God values faithfulness. He values wholeheartedness. He values us, like Doug said, being all in. He wants, he wants those that are all in, that, 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 that have taken their chips and slided everything into the middle. Amen. He's one, that, he's one that, you know, there's a saying in the world that says, don't put your eggs all in one basket. How many of you know in the kingdom of God you can put all your, ba all your eggs, amen, uh, your bread, your milk, and everything else into that one basket? Because God's looking for ones who would dare to be all in with their lives.
lives, amen, be all in with their faithfulness, be all in with their time, be all in with their energy, be all in with their mind, be all in with their, with their voice, be all in with who they are, and put all those eggs into one basket because he's looking for one that would be daring to, enough to do that because that's the one he's actually going to strengthen. That's the one that he's actually able to strengthen. That's the one that he's actually able to impart his goodness and fullness into. Amen. Is he looking for you tonight? Is he looking for you tonight? Come on, only you know. Well, he knows too. Amen. It says, for the eyes of the Lord are, look, are searching the whole earth in order to strengthen one, uh, those whose hearts are fully committed. Amen. And, and you know, if we're, if we're honest, we value faithfulness too. Come on, when, when you were looking for a mate, were you looking for one that was unfaithful? You know, what if, what if, what if uh, you were, you were kind of dating this, this young lady or young man and, and you were preparing to ask them to marry you and, and, and they said, yeah, I'll marry you. And, and, and so you, you're engaged and, and then you have your wedding day and it's amazing. The wedding day is awesome. And, and, you're, and you're into in, in this wonderful marriage that, that you believe is just godly and everything's going well. And then the person comes to you and says, you know, I, man, I really love you. You're first in my life. You're my number one. Uh, Sundays, Mondays, Wednesdays, and, and, and some extra times too throughout the year. I'll let you know when those are. But the other days, I've got a couple other boyfriends or girlfriends I'm going to see. How many would be like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm first, so that makes sense. Right? I mean, who, who, who would be willing to accept that? No, because we value faithfulness. I mean, one of the amazing things I love about my wife, besides her beauty and her smarts and all these other things, come on, amen, brownie points. Everyone raise your hand, say brownie points three times, amen, um, is her faithfulness. Man, she is so committed and so, once she sets her heart and mind on something, man, she's not moving off of that thing. And, and I, can, I can travel, I can, I can be gone all day. I never have to wonder, man, is Rachel seeing somebody in the grocery store that, that is, catches her interest and is like, hey, I've got Tuesdays available if you're interested. No, I don't have to worry about that because she's faithful, right? And I value faithfulness because, because God's put, faith, put a desire for faithfulness in me. He's put a desire for faithfulness in you. All this stuff uh, uh, in the world where people are wanting to go from partner to partner and, and all these different things, man, they, they, they're searching for something, but what they're searching for, they'll never find because it's not in them to desire that stuff. It, it, it's of their flesh, but, but their souls will never be satisfied because it, it does nothing for, the, for who they really are. It, it, it's, it's just a, a, a ruse to try, to try to pull people away from who they're, what they're actually designed for. And the world's just continues to go further and further that direction because he it's denying it's a it's a it's an antichrist spirit that's trying to deny what what Christ has done come on Jesus said he's coming back for a bride hallelujah without spot a spot or blemish amen well that's this that's that's in him and it's in us amen we desire faithfulness as well hallelujah aren't you glad hallelujah turn over to James chapter 4 verse 1 there say hallelujah 
It says uh, in verse 1, it says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and don't have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses. Is this written to the church? Is this written to the church? Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world. Now this isn't talking about people. You understand? We love the people, but we don't love the world and its system and its way. Do you understand the difference? Hallelujah. It says, uh, uh, for um, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think, this is what I, what I wanted to get to, or do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? Is God jealous? There's a, right, there's a righteous jealousness that's okay. If you walk up and someone's hitting on your wife, there's a righteous jealousness that's okay that says, that's not righteousness and it will not be in my life and in my family. Well, God's the same way. He wants, he wants us not just on Mondays and Sundays and on Wednesdays and, and, and a couple other days out of the month. No, he, he desires, he yearns for us jealously. He wants our faithfulness. He, he's put it in us and he calls it back unto himself because he knows what we're created for. Man, nobody can fulfill you like the Father. Nobody can fulfill you like a relationship with the Lord. Nobody can fulfill your heart and stir you on the inside like being with the Father. And he calls forth faithfulness. Amen. And he calls you to, to serve in faithfulness. He calls you to come to church in faithfulness, not to show up when you feel like it, but show up whenever the, the, the doors are open because he's calling you into a relationship of faithfulness. One of the things that really gets him going is faithfulness. Amen. He looks for it. He's looking across the whole world to find people with faithfulness. Amen. You think that, that getting here week after week on time and doing uh, the things, taking out the trash, emptying the diapers and, and doing all the things that we have to do, you know, sweeping up, uh, uh, you know, picking up the sheep droppings as, as the ushers have to, you know, when we leave the building and there's little pieces of paper and, and, and little cups and different things that, that we leave behind and the, and the ushers come and walk the aisles back and forth, picking up the sheep droppings Amen. And, and picking them up. You think that's just a natural thing that's going on? No, that's faithfulness that's sparking the heart of the Father. Man, he's looking down. And he says, man, that's the bride I'm coming after. That's the one that I'm looking for. That's who I'm calling back. Glory to God. That's who I'm coming after. And when we do these things, they're not just natural things we're doing. They're a supernatural transaction that's happening. We're sparking the heart of the Father. We're getting him going. Glory to God. You know, when I was pursuing Rachel... I didn't just wear whatever I wanted to wear. Come on. I remember the first day I walked into Scoopers, and I didn't know my mom had hired a, a beautiful blonde young lady. And I came in from football practice, and I was not smelling great. And I'm dirty, and I, and I got my, my, my clothes to work. Scoopers was an ice cream shop that my parents owned. Rest in peace. Um, that's where I got some of this from. They couldn't afford to pay me, so I ate my weight in ice cream. Ha, hallelujah. Um, some of y'all can testify. You, you've got some extra because of scoopers. Well, um, I was walking in that day, and I look at this girl. I'm like, I ain't never seen that girl before. What's going on? And I went straight to the bathroom, and I took the hand pump soap, and I'm like washing my armpits. 
splashing water on my face, trying to comb my mess of a hair because in the football season you, you didn't cut your hair because it was bad luck. So, so all of us had nappy-looking, raggedy hair, and it was just all over the place. And, and so, so I, I was trying to present myself. And, you know, it was love at first sight for her. She was like, ooh, who is that, who is that man? No, but, but then, you know, I invited her. She wasn't born again, so I knew she was off limits. Somebody say amen. I said she wasn't born again, so I knew she was off limits. Somebody say amen. I said I knew. I didn't seek the Lord. Well, God, is this the right one? Because I could probably. No, I, I knew. And, and in fact, she actually told me, this is going to help somebody. Uh, she actually told me that she liked me a couple weeks into, into, into working together. I said, what do you mean you like me? She's like, I mean, I like you. I want you to be my boyfriend. I was like, ooh, I ain't never met a girl like this before. (laughs) And uh, I said, that's neat, but I only date people that are sold out to Jesus. And she's like, okay. And so I explained to her what that meant and stuff. And I was not wanting to invite her to church because I knew she would only come because she liked me, or I thought so. And my mom said, son, What doesn't matter what bait you get the fish on the hook with as long as you get them on the hook? (laughs) Come on, sometimes mom's got some good wisdom. And I said, you know, that's a good idea. I guess God could use me to to win her to him, and then, you know, if we end up together, cool, or whatever. And and so, anyways, I invited her to church. She actually got born again that same night, and then two weeks later, she was filled with the Spirit. Uh, But she still wasn't qualified because she hadn't matured in some things. So we spent time just hanging out and having fun and, 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 and just being friends for, for, I don't know how long, but people always thought we were dating before we were, but, but whatever. Anyways, long story short, we married and it's all, all things are good. Amen. But, but I don't know where I was going with that, but isn't it a good story? Amen. No, um, but, but, you know, faithfulness. Faithfulness to do what God has said, said to do. Faithfulness to go after what God has said to go after. Come on, if God is calling you, he, he's looking for, for, the, for you to lay aside the things that might easily beset you so that you can go after what he's called you to. Amen? Hallelujah. Where were we at? James chapter 4. Yeah, it, it says the Spirit of God yearns for you jealously. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Say, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. He yearns for you to submit. He yearns for you to submit. Amen. He says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Amen. God is looking to strengthen you. He's looking to lift you up. He's looking for reward for you. He's looking, but but he's calling out faithfulness out of you. He's calling out of the innermost being of who you are. He's calling faithfulness to himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, I know what I was going with the the Rachel story. Still turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll read that scripture and then I'll continue. It says, uh, This is Paul saying, and he says, therefore, my beloved brethren, man, it seems like he's trying to get something across when he says, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, 
Always. How long? Always. Always. Say always. Always. Abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Hallelujah. In the Lord. Your labor is not in vain when it's in the Lord. We can have vain labor in a lot of other arenas, but when it's in the Lord, when we're being steadfast, immovable, and we're abounding in the work of the Lord, it's not in vain. Glory to God, it's for an eternal thing. And so, like I was saying, you know, when you're, when you're pursuing somebody, when you're pursuing a mate, when you're pursuing a, a, a relationship, how many know you put on and do the things that, that are attractive to that person? Come on, I wear the aftershave that Rachel likes because I... I like a lot of aftershaves, but the one that she says that I get the compliment, mm, that one smells good. That's the one I'm going to wear. Why is it because other aftershaves are evil? No, it's because I'm trying, I'm trying to please her. So I'm going to do the things that please her. When we go on a date, I wear what, she's, what she will find me attractive in. Amen. And when, and when we go out of town to go on a romantic weekend, she packs the dresses that I say, ooh, I like that one on you. That looks good on you. Why? Because she, she's trying to do what pleases me. Well, that makes sense. Amen. Well, when with, with the Father, we want, we want to adorn ourselves with the things that please him, that draw him close to us. We want to draw close to him. Well, we draw close to him, adorned with the things that, that, that please him. Amen. Faithfulness pleases the Father. It's, it's the thing that draw, that stir. It's one of the things that stirs his heart. Turn over to uh, Matthew chapter 5, uh, 25 real quick. Hallelujah. You know, you think about a, a couple getting married and, and you know, you're, you're pursuing and, you're, and you're, you're, you're doing sweet things for one another. But how many you know, man, when it goes into engagement time, it's like the ladies are on full bore. Like, I mean, dieting, they got a dress that they got to fit into, they're, they're getting their eyebrows plucked, they're getting their hair done, they're, they're, they're doing things that would be extreme in any other time. Right? They're, they're dieting and, and getting down to a size that, that they weren't when you fell in love with them. And you're like, why are you trying to do all that? Pick, get a bigger dress. I love you at this size. Like, there's bigger dresses. It's okay. Have a hamburger with me. But, but you know, they, 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 they do these things to prepare themselves for this big day. They're, they're, they're doing things that would seem extreme in any other time of life, but because they're preparing for a day where, the, where they walk down the aisle and they meet their groom and they adorn, they go and, and they find, you know, the, the perfect necklace that goes with, with the dress, the earrings that are just oh so beautiful that you won't even see because their hair is going to be down and, 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 the, and the, the types of shoes that you also won't see because their dress is too long. And, and, and there's just, there's preparation and preparation. How, are, how is the table going to look? And the, and the little things on the table with the lights and the, and the flowers and the purple doesn't go quite with that purple and the, and, come on, am I, am I crazy? Or is, is that what happens? And then, then it's like the, the tablecloth. How does that look with the and, and there's all these preparations, amen, because there's a day that they're looking for. There's something they're looking for, a day, a moment when they're walking down and meeting their groom and saying, I do. Amen. There's something that they that they've been uh, thinking about a lot. A lot of times girls think about this from, from way little, and they and they've been thinking about this day, and they've been dreaming about this day, and they've been practicing. Come on, I got a little girl, and and, and, and you're, they're practicing. 
practicing, you know, walking around the house. I'm about practicing getting married. And I'm like, no, you're not allowed to get married till you're 40. Quit practicing that. And, 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 and so girls are thinking and, and dreaming about these things. And they, pre- they prepare it when it comes. They prepare it. Well, in the same way, man, we're, we, we ought to be thinking about the day that, that the Lord comes down. Amen. And calls us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, glory to God. And we ought to be adorned with the things that are going to make him look at us coming down that aisle. Glory to God and say, that's my church. That's the one that I've called. That's my faithful, my faithful church. That's my, my glorious church. That's my power-filled church. That's my anointed church. That's the one that I've been waiting on. I've been holding on, waiting. Glory to God. That's the church that I'm looking for. Amen. It ought to be our one desire, glory to God, to adorn ourselves with the things that please our Father. Amen. And glory to God, if it's walking around and picking up trash after after the service, if that's what gets him going, glory to God, that's the thing I'm going to be doing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because I'm looking to please him. I'm looking for that day. Woo, I'm preparing for that day. I'm looking, glory to God, to be able to, to, to hear that trumpet blast and him to call me up, glory to God. Woo, I want to be found the right way. I want to be found faithful. Come on, I don't want the Lord come come back, amen, and I'm off doing something that I ought not be doing. Glory to God, I want to be faithful. I want to be pure. I want to be righteous. I want to be glorious. I want to be walking in his goodness. I want to be sacrificing and laying the things down that would be extreme in any other season, but in this season where I'm looking for the coming of the Lord and I'm looking for the blessing of the Lord and the revival of God to pour out, when I'm looking for that, it's not extreme anymore because i got a big day ahead of me. Hallelujah. We're in this world, but we're not of it. Turn over real quick to, oh, you're already there. Chapter 25, Matthew 25. Let's just look at the verse 14 real quick. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a faraway country who has called his servants and delivered his goods to them. That's us. A man traveling to a faraway country. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. It says, and to one he gave five talents. And this isn't, this is, this is a, a money, a money example, um, but it applies to all kinds of things. Amen. It says, to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Each to his own ability. Hallelujah. Your faithfulness isn't based on my faithfulness. My faithfulness isn't based on pastor's faithfulness. Your faithfulness is is based on your faithfulness. What has God called you to do? What has he graced you to do? What thing is he asking you to step up into? Each one to his own ability. Not to to what what he he might be able to do one day. To his own ability. Each one that was given, was given according to his very own ability. What he's actually graced to do. Amen. It says, then he who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Then likewise, he who received two gained two more also. But he who had received the one went and dug it in the the ground and hid his Lord's money there. How many of you know that doesn't sound great? It says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he, had, he who had received five talents came and brought uh, five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained you five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, what? Well done, good and faithful servant. The, the, the beginning of this, Jesus said, this is like the kingdom of heaven. 
When he came back, what was he looking for? Someone who was good and someone who was faithful. That's what he was looking for. His Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Come on, faithfulness also has a reward with it. Ha ha, hallelujah. It says, enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen, there's joy in faithfulness. Joy comes with faithfulness. If you're not being very joyful, amen, it could be an attack, but you should also check up on your faithfulness. Because joy comes with faithfulness. Joy comes in, in finding your purpose and serving in that purpose. That's where joy, I'm telling you, you find joy when you, when, you, when you honor God, when you serve him faithfully. There will be joy that begins to rise and stay on the inside. Glory to God. And yeah, the enemy will try to attack and try to steal your joy, but you know how to deal with him. But that joy stays abiding as you're faithful serving the Lord. Amen. Because you're in your purpose. Hallelujah. It says, his, uh, then the two brought two more. I'll just kind of summarize this. The two brought two more, and, and, and the response was the same. He didn't say, you know what? Why didn't you get five? I gave you two. Why didn't you bring five like the other guy? No, because it was each two according to his own ability. He got two, and he only expected two. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Hallelujah. Say, faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you've not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. You know, why didn't the others say that? Because it, I think that their hearts had a, had a different perspective. And the Lord said, you wicked and lazy servant. That's not as good as good and faithful, is it? Oh, my gosh. You knew that I reaped where I have not sown and, and gathered where I have not scattered. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at least in my coming, I would have received back some interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to the one that has ten talents. For everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Sounds like faithfulness is a big deal. I won't, I won't say any more there. But, and then it says, and then cast, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and, and gnashing of teeth. And I'm not going to get into that verse. If you have questions about the verse, come ask Pastor later. He'll explain it all. I don't know what that means. If that means if you hide your talent here on earth and you're not doing what God asked you to do, then you're getting cast out. I don't know. But I know one thing. I'd much rather have good and faithful servant. I know I don't want to be on that line. I don't want to find out how close to the line of, uh, uh, of hiding my talent I can and, and do the bare minimum. I don't want anything to do with that line because I'm not doing this because I'm looking at lines. I'm doing this because I have a heart for the Father and I'm pursuing him and I want to please him with the faithfulness that he's put on the inside of me. I want to steward who he's made me to be. Glory to God. I don't choose to serve because I, I, I want, I want to, to see how many uh, uh, things I can stack up for the favor of God. No, I serve because I love the Lord. I serve because I gave my life to him. I serve because he's the object of my affection. I serve because he's the one I adore. He's the one that I've sold out to. Glory to God. I serve. I serve you because I serve him. Glory to God. I lay my life down for you because I've laid my life down for him. I've chosen to be faithful to you because I'm faithful to him. Glory to God. And I'm only faithful to him because he's faithful to me and he's made me like him. Glory to God. There is a grace upon 
upon our lives, church, to be who he's called us to be. There's a grace upon our lives to live out faithfulness. Glory to God. And I know I'm preaching to the choir to, uh, somehow, uh, to some tonight, and you are being faithful. But glory to God, there's some here tonight that God's calling up into a higher place of faithfulness. The Lord told me that as I was preparing the, this afternoon, that there's some that he's calling into a higher place of faithfulness. There's something he's asking you to do. There's something he's dealing with you to do. It may be your first step, or you may be knee-deep into faithfulness already, but there's more for you to do. It doesn't necessarily mean more stuff to do, but there's some. there may be a higher level of faithfulness. There may be a, something in particular that you need to lay aside. I don't know that, but I believe that God is calling some into a higher place. He's calling us into a higher place. Why? Because there is there's things to do. There's people that lives need to be changed. And we need each and every one doing according to his own ability. Come on, if you don't, God's not going to call you to do exactly what I do because you're not me. But he's not going to call me to do exactly what you do. So if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then that goes undone. And then the father has a gap in his heart. And that's the truth of the matter. The thing that he's called you to do that, that attracts him uh, to you, it, it goes unfulfilled in him. But how many know we want to please the Father? Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. We love you very much. And Father, this isn't just something we're saying out of words that, 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 that are just uh, declarations of our mouth but aren't coming from our heart. Father, this is something we believe and we speak. But Father, we also put action Father, we just ask right now that as, as, as the Spirit of God is speaking to hearts even right now, Father God, that there are some adjustments that can be made. There's some things that can be tweaked. There's some, some areas, Father. There's areas in this church that, that are waiting on people to step into to a higher level of faithfulness. And, Father, there, there are areas. There's some here that need to step up in their, in their faithfulness where prayer is concerned. And the Father's saying to you tonight that he's missing your supply of prayer. He's missing the supply that you bring or you used to bring to the kingdom of God through prayer. And you've let other things get in the way. Some things are, are valid. But they're things that can be adjusted as the priorities in your heart respond to who you really are. Faithful. And he's calling you back into that place of prayer. He's calling you back into that place on your knees before him. And so yield yourself to him and he will show you great and mighty things. He's looking to strengthen you. He's looking to use you. He's looking to take you into a higher place. And there's a place of communion and a place of relationship that he's been asking you to come to. And it's only going to happen as you yield yourself to this place of faithfulness and prayer. And so, yes, 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 yield yourself. Yield yourself and see all that the Lord would say. See all that the Lord would do. See all that he would show. For he's calling you. Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. It is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.